Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Don't be anxious. Agree with God's Word and the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Are you anxious right now? Are you concerned about the future? Are you worried about your financial future or about your health or about anything else in life? Maybe you're worried about a relationship or you're worried about the future of our country. Well, all of those things can be worrisome. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and all throughout the Bible, do not be anxious. We have an antidote for that, and that's to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And once we do, we start agreeing with God. When we agree with God's Word and the Holy Spirit, then we get a life that's the most unbelievable life because Christ reigns in our life. And God leads us in this great and wonderful life that we call Christianity. And there's no better life than this. And that's why I'm on here all the time. That's why I do Encouraging Moments. Because of what God did for my life, I want to give it the abundant life to the rest of the world. And so I hope you'll have your Bibles with you today. I love to keep a Bible with me. I keep one in my car, and I keep one on my desk at work, and in my briefcase, and in my office here. I've got Got many Bibles, but there's something great and comforting about having a Bible in your hand. Now, I'm not against computers, and I'm surely not against the phone, but I love to have God's Word in my hand in a Bible. So I hope you have a Bible, and we're going to be looking at John 17. Let's pray to the Lord about this great message He's given to us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for letting us have this message. We do not have to be anxious. We do not have to look at the world or the worries or doubts and think that we're not going to be helped by you or think that it won't work out. If we're a Christ follower and we listen to the Holy Spirit and we do what it says and we're guided by the Spirit, then you have promised that you would always be with us because we're believers and we're following and we're dedicating our lives to you. Father, let this message be encouraging to our audience and let it be edifying to you. Everything that comes out of my lips and heart, let it be you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you've had a good week. This is the great place to have a good time because we're in the Spirit of God and we are praising God and thanking God. One of the great, great verses in the Bible is the Apostle Paul spoke of an anointing for all Christians. And here it is in 2 Corinthians 1.21, and it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Now, I want to tell you that the word of God is so powerful, and it's all truth. The Bible is all truth from cover to cover. Second Corinthians says it very well, and it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us. God has anointed us with his Holy Spirit, and put that seal on us. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, living inside of you, then you are definitely a Christian because God has put his seal on you. Now, Jesus had this magnificent prayer. You may have never read this. You may have never heard a message on it, but it is very, very powerful. 
and Jesus was about to be arrested, and he told his disciples, listen, I'm going to be arrested, and I'm going to be raised up on the cross, and I'm going to die for people's sins, and I'm going to be buried and raised again from the third day, and that's all for eternal life and the abundant life I promised. But you're going to be scattered all over, and you're going to be fearful and all that stuff. But don't be worried, because this is the prayer that he said for everyone, his disciples, and for us. It's in John 17, and Jesus prayed for all believers, even you and me. And it says in verse 20 of John 17, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. He said, I'm not praying for just the disciples alone. I'm praying for all the people who believe in me through their message. And what was their message? The gospel of Jesus Christ. And where can that gospel be found? In the Bible, the Word of God. And so we must fully trust and agree with God, with His Word. And listen to what Jesus said. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I'm in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. See, when you become a Christian and you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, immediately the seal of the Holy Spirit, the anointing that Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians one twenty one, comes and lives inside of you. You see, Jesus isn't in the flesh anymore here on earth. He was for a time, but when he went up into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. Let's go to now a scripture that's so important about agreeing with God's word and agreeing with the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1, 4 and 5. After he had been raised from the dead, Jesus said to his disciples, in verse 4 and 5, it says, Do not leave Jerusalem. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he was talking about the Comforter, the Spirit of God, which would guide us and lead us. He said, in John 14, he said, I don't want to leave you as orphans. I'm sending the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, that will guide you and teach you all truth and all the things that I have said. He will bring in remembrance of all the things I've told you. The disciples stayed in Jerusalem. Jesus went up to heaven and was ascended into heaven. And when they were left alone in Jerusalem and stayed and waited, the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples, and they received the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is power in the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, you do not walk alone. You walk with God living inside of you every single day, and there's power in the Holy Spirit. Now, what is some of this power I'm talking about? Well, let me just say this to you. When you need comforted because you're sad, you can talk to Jesus and the Holy Spirit will comfort you. You will feel God walking with you and you can talk to him. You know, John 14 again, it says that my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. 
My sheep hear my voice. That means if you're a Christian, you can hear his voice. Now, it won't work if you don't believe that you're going to ever hear the Word of God or hear God through the Holy Spirit. We must agree that the Word of God is absolute truth. And when it says, when Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Now, just like when you became a Christian, what Jesus does is he draws all men unto him through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come and touch someone and say, you're a sinner. You're not living a good life. You're trying to run your own life. And God's Holy Spirit will touch them and say, accept me as Lord and Savior. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. They're new because you start agreeing with God's word. There's 3,000 Bible verses you can agree with, and then even more, all the other text of the Bible. It's absolute truth. But when you start agreeing with the Bible because you're a new creature in Christ, it transforms your life, and you have more peace and more joy and everything. And we're going to get into that. But let's go back to what we're talking about. When this Holy Spirit fell on the disciples, they became very powerful. Because what happened now, they're being led by God. Now they're being told what to do by God. They're being guided by God. They're being told what's truth and what's not truth. And when you have the Holy Spirit, all you have to do is ask Him, God, is this truth that I'm hearing about or is this not truth? And God will tell you right away and give you wisdom and power and understanding. And not just that. He'll let you go through trials in your life, but yet you'll get through those trials And you'll be strong and you'll have peace and joy because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We are anointed of God because God lives in us through his Holy Spirit. Like I told you, John 14, listen to this. In John 14, 15, if you love me and keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit comes to live in you, and he changes us from the inside out. He really does. The Holy Spirit is comprised of nine fruits to change you and me. The nine fruits of the Spirit make up the fullness of the Holy Spirit. These are the attributes of the Holy Spirit. They anoint you to go beyond what is humanly possible because God gives his fruit for us to use in our daily lives to empower our walk, our witness, our testimony, and strengthen our faith every day. And so when we go to these nine fruits of the Spirit, I want you to look up with me Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified their flesh, their sins, their passions, and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. This is very simple. But a lot of people try to make this very complicated, and it's not. God's love is so great that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross to forgive me of my sins. And then I think about all the wonderful things he's done for me, like giving me a wonderful wife and two wonderful kids and now a grandchild. And I just keep praising his holy name and thanking God for that. 
And then I think about, well, it's not circumstances that make my life joyful. It's the Spirit of God. It's knowing that God loves me unconditionally. He's forgiven me, and He's done the same for you. I'm just trying to give you my testimony through these nine fruits of the Spirit. So you see how God has invaded my spirit. He lives inside of me. He lives inside of you. But you need to tap into this. If you're missing joy in your life, you go to God and say, I've, I've lost my joy. I need my joy back. And He will bring the joy through the Holy Spirit to you. Maybe you're filled with anxiety because, you know, it's been hard at work, and and so you need peace in your life. So you go before, and you go get the Bible back out, and you look at Scriptures, John 14, 27, and you read in there that Jesus said, My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives unto you. I give you my peace. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace, you know. So I get on my knees before the Father, and I say, God, oh, please, give me the peace which surpasses all understanding, Father. Let me walk in peace and joy today. Let me be a blessing to others. Let me be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I agree with your word. I agree with the Holy Spirit. And that day is marvelous in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, the power of God falls on me. And I'm anointed to walk out in this world. And you are too. I want to tell you, this is for every single believer. And a lot of times, churches don't teach these things. And I'm a minister. And I teach these things because someone taught me. And they they taught me to get on my knees. They taught me to read the scriptures. And so, then I'm already on peace. But then there's people I know that don't have patience. You know, they'll be behind a car. They'll be behind a car driving down the road and somebody will stop too quick or they'll do something. They'll honk the horn and they'll give them some bad words and stuff. These kind of things have to fall under the authority of Christ. Now, I can tell you in the Bible that the Lord does not want you swearing at all. I'm serious about this. I've heard such bad language in the last few years by men and women. And I'm telling you, the Bible absolutely says to not use unwholesome talk. Now, you can be forgiven of that, but I want to tell you a bridled tongue is the smart thing to do. You know, you can't call people terrible names and expect them to love you. If I can't say something good, then I won't say it. Because it's not edifying to Lord, it's not edifying to the people. And it's got to be positive. Put life-giving words on people. If someone stops and they made a mistake in front of you, let it go and let God handle that person and let God judge them and, and work with them. He's working with everybody all at the same time. God knows he's worked with you and me to get us to this place. I'm just saying have more patience and ask God for more patience. You're agreeing with the word, remember, and you're agreeing with the Holy Spirit. And so then we look at this and we say, okay, uh, we've been through love, joy, peace, patience. What about kindness and goodness? You know, kindness is just doing something for somebody, not because you need anything back. It's because what God would want you to do. I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit to do something great. I'll tell you this story, and it's a true story. Years ago, when I was very young in my 30s, there was an accident in front of the building that my family owned. A young girl was in a car accident and looked like she was very young, maybe 16, 17 years old. And the Holy Spirit said, Bobby, go out there and pray for this girl because she's afraid. She's a Christian, and she'll accept your prayer, but she needs my comfort, and you can do that by just going out. Well, there was like 50 to 60 people out there around. I said, well, Lord, they're probably not going to let me close to the car. The police are out there. He said, go. I said, okay, I'm going to go. 
And so I listened to the Holy Spirit. I went out there and I said to the girl through the window, you could tell she was shaken. She wasn't really hurt, but she was shaken. And her car was mashed up and the other car was. And I said, I'm supposed to pray for you. And all I did was reach my hand out and she grabbed my hand and I prayed for her. Three days later, after they took her to the hospital and she was okay and she came back, her parents and her appeared in the dealership on the showroom floor. With tears in their eyes, they came up and gave me a hug. They said, our daughter was out there. And I don't know if you have a young daughter, Bobby, but you stood in the gap for our daughter. And thank you that you listened to the Holy Spirit. That's walking by the Spirit and agreeing with God, even when it doesn't make sense to you. Yes, it can be putting your pride out there and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you, and I don't care who sees me. I don't care if any of these people see me do this, but I'm going to follow you. I'm going to agree with your word, and I'm going to pray for that child through the Holy Spirit, and I did. And if I wouldn't have followed the Holy Spirit, that girl wouldn't have been comforted. That was the main point. God wanted me to go. I was the legs. I was the hands. I was the eyes. I was the voice for a moment for what God wanted me to do. And, and since then, I've grown up so much in the Holy Spirit, and I know now, I know better now, that when He asks me something to do, even if it seems odd, I do it. And it happens all the time, maybe two to three times a day with me now, because you know I've submitted to be a minister. Kindness, okay? Goodness is like doing wonderful things for people. And they need a break. They need a blessing. The Bible's clear. If you replenish others, then he'll replenish you. And I want to tell you that this is one of the opportunities of a Christian through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not to build us up. This is to not think about us. This is to think about someone else. The goodness, the kindness, the love of Christ in your life. What can you do today? You might have a mother that needs an encouraging moment from you. Most people that are older just need time with you. Maybe take her to lunch or dinner. Maybe it's your dad that needs to have lunch or dinner with you. Maybe a phone call will do. Maybe your wife or your husband needs a kind moment, and you could do something special out of the realm for him or her. See, this is how relationships are strong in the Lord, is because we follow the Holy Spirit. Now, I also love... Galatians 5.22, because it also talks about gentleness and self-control and faithfulness. When they talk about you, what are they going to talk about through the power of the Holy Spirit? Are they going to say, he's always, always faithful. She's always faithful. It doesn't matter if you get great accolades. You know who you answer to is the Most High God. You're investing in deposits into the kingdom of heaven not into just this world. Every time you put a deposit or an encouraging moment or a good thing that you do for someone else, you're doing it to them as unto Jesus Christ. And because they see the light of the world in you, they will want to be a Christian. And that's exactly what God wants you to do. And then gentleness, I'll tell you what, some men and women, mothers and fathers, they bring their children to wrath because they're just too tough on them. I'm not talking about discipline. You have to have rules and kind of guidelines, but you can go too far with that. And if you're teaching them to just lash out and be crazy, it's not going to be good for them because they might just absolutely rebuke you and you won't see them again, or they might run to someone else. You need to continue to have your voice in your child or your grandchild's life. 
And the way you do that is you be gentle in spirit. And the same thing when you meet people. Be gentle in spirit. Hey, love them where they are. Let God lift them up as you witness to them. And then self-control. Self-control is very important for the Christian. Now, self-control is so important. Self-control means what do you do when no one's watching you? Have self-control in your life. Have self-control. God is not a legalist God. He's not putting bondage on you, but he's saying to you there is a way in which a Christian should walk. If you want the blessing of God, don't be living in sin. If you want God to answer your prayers, do not go against the Word of God. You know what the Word says. You know, if you're married, you're supposed to be only with your wife or only with your husband. Be very, very careful out there. There's great temptations. There's great temptations to lie or to cheat. People do it on their taxes or they might do it on a test. Do not be one of those people. You know, the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. And you really need to be holy unto God. You're not answering to me. You're answering to the God of the universe who wrote the Bible. And if you agree with it, it says for us to be renewed in our mind and to be a new creature in Christ and to follow the Lord. If you try to do something wrong, the Holy Spirit will say, do not go that way. This is the wrong thing for you to do. You'll be convicted. That doesn't mean I don't sin by accident. I might have a thought or or something that I need to be forgiven of, and I can go to God and say, Lord, please forgive me for that thought. If we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. But if you knowingly go out and do a sin against somebody, then you better turn away from that sin quickly and ask forgiveness, make amends, and don't go back there again because God will forgive you. But listen, those people that are living in sin, their their prayers are not going to be answered and they're not going to be blessed in this life they, like they could be if they were agreeing with the Word and agreeing with the Holy Spirit. And the last thing I want to tell you about this is that the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is a lamp under your feet. It's a joy every day. It's an excitement to get up. It's an excitement to know that God will take you places you never thought you would go. And I'm telling you, He wants to give you this abundant life that He's given me and so many of my friends. He wants to give you answered prayer. But all you have to do is surrender your will to His completely. Let's pray that right now. Lord Jesus, every door of my life I give to you. I agree with your word that it is the absolute truth above any word on earth that man can give. Your word is truth. And I follow the Bible. And I follow the Holy Spirit. And I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I have power in Jesus' name. And I'll be victorious in Jesus' name. And I'll have joy in all the fruits of the Spirit in Jesus' name name. Well, amen and amen. I love you so much in the Lord on Encouraging Moments, and I want to thank you for your prayers and your financial support. Just go to encouragingmoments.com, and if we've helped you through the power of the Holy Spirit, if we've encouraged you, help us to reach more people. It's such a dark and fallen world. It's a crucial time in the United States and around the world, and you're helping us. Any gift and I'll send you one of my books. I love you so much. Go to encouragingmoments.com. Go to the donate button. And if you'll give us a gift unto the Lord, it's tax deductible. And 100% of our money goes right back into the ministry. Well, I love you again. Until next time, be encouraged.
Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more encouraging moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.